Answer me this. Are you a morning person? Maybe an afternoon person? Perhaps you're a night owl. Perhaps you feel like you never really get, get moving. Well, regardless of how you would classify yourself, you deserve to have a morning routine that serves you, that sets you up for success. Now, before you, you start rolling your eyes and go, oh, I've, I've heard all about the morning routine stuff and all the things that we're all supposed to do and journal and meditate and yoga, and I just don't have time for that or I don't like it. Guess what? That is not what I'm going to tell you. Instead, I am thrilled to tell you about my annual free event coming up called Master Your Morning. And over the course of five days, 30 minutes or less each day, I'm going to teach you how to create your own unique morning routine based on two things, your unique personality type, and secondly, the realities of your home life, right? You may not have a lot of time for a morning routine, and that's what this free workshop is all about. So if you want to come join, head over to megansumrall.com forward slash master your morning. And I promise you at the end of it, you are going to have a completely different relationship with the morning. Holy smokes, friends. Today, you are going to want to grab a pencil and paper, take some time to really listen in as I had the opportunity to interview Jamie Susie. She is going to share with you a strategy I personally have never seen anyone else do on how she creates intentional time for herself, combining both weekly planning and daily planning techniques. I can't wait for you to hear what she has to share. Welcome to the Work Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie turned entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife. And just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Work-Life Harmony podcast. Today, I have the incredible Jamie Susie here with me today. Hello, Jamie. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I love doing this. I am as well. And for any of my listeners that are not familiar with Jamie, we got introduced. It hasn't been that long ago, has it? It's been a couple months. I feel like I've known you for years. It's only been a couple months. I know. I'm like, oh, we've been friends forever. Yeah, just the last couple months. But Jamie and I have found a lot of similarities in how we approach juggling hashtag all the things. So Jamie, I'm going to let you kind of share with our listeners and viewers here a little bit about yourself, everything that you've got going on, and then we'll dive into some of the awesome tips that you have. Yeah, I love it. And I was super excited to connect with you because when I heard what you did, I'm like, oh, a time management coach, like that sounds amazing. And, and I've struggled in the past with time management as I know so many, especially women, I say, because I am one, so I can relate a lot to them. But I say women do because we're moms, we're, we're busy in our businesses or with a full-time job and we have a home life that we have to keep alive and running and it's exhausting. And I think it was probably maybe a year ago now that it really hit me. So my story, I used to work as a nurse. I started a network marketing business five years ago. I found success fairly quickly in that business. 
ended up replacing my income as a nurse and decided to stay home. And at that time, I stayed home with a newborn and a two-year-old. And if you've ever been in that phase of life, it's very just challenging, I think is the right word. I don't want to say busy because busy people don't necessarily always get things done, but it was chaos. And I'm home building this business and it's fine. I'm successful, but I'm exhausted. And it was probably about a year ago that it hit me. I'm doing all the things and I'm going to bed feeling exhausted, not fulfilled. Yep. So I kind of had to dive in a little bit and why am I feeling that? And I realized it's because I was reacting to everything throughout my day. My phone would, would ding, I would answer a text or a social media notification would come up or my kids would need me to wipe their bum or there's just so many things that I was reacting to that I realized, okay, time out. I need to start to own my day so I run my day as opposed to the other way around, which was why I was going to bed feeling so ugh, just exhausted. I'd wake up and think, great, another day. Like, what are we going to do today? Instead of being prepared for it, I was just letting it run me. Does that make sense? You've just summed up everything I talk about in the most beautiful, realistic, <laughs> tangible way. Because that is my number one thing I want to work with on people, which is why you know I'm obsessed with weekly planning, Yes, is if you wake up every day going, what am I doing today? You're, you're done for. You will be in reaction mode all day long. You might get a ton done, but you're never going to feel on top in control with intentional, all of that. So yeah, you just nailed it on the head. I love it's it. It's the craziest thing. Cause once I started to really own the day, I felt like I was doing less. I don't know if that makes sense, but I was intentional about the things I was doing and the time that I allowed for it to happen. But I, I was, I still found myself with more time mm -hmm. and less exhausted. And I could even block out a time for a nap throughout the day. And now I'm in a little bit of a different phase in my life. I run a successful coaching business with a friend and I still have a business in network marketing and I'm still doing a lot of things, but I have kids that are in school full time, which I think is a little bit of a transition. So they're not coming up and needing me to wipe their bums all day. I mean, they do it not well on their own, but <laughs> the moms out there can probably relate to oh, that. Yeah. But I, I just find myself really in in control. And, and I think Megan, we've talked about this before. I'm not a routine person. I'm not somebody who can wake up and do the same thing every single day, or I will lose my mind, but I can plan my day throughout the week to look a little bit different every single day and still get the things done that I need to. Does that make sense? That does. And I love that you mentioned that because I think I am a creature of habit. So routine, I can find I get too comfortable in it. And people will look at me and say, oh, well, time management is easy for you. You're just wired that way. Like you're comfortable with that. I'm not a routine person. Therefore, I can't get on top of my calendar. And I love being able to work with people like that to say, no, you, you don't have to create a routine that's the same week after week or day after day in order to be successful in, in terms of owning your time. So I'm glad you just shared that. There are things that come up in life, even when you do work from home, or probably even when you're working in a, at a, in a career in an office in corporate, there are things that happen throughout the day that you have to react to. But if you're strategic in how you plan your day, you'll allow other little pockets to get those things done if they're important. Exactly. And sometimes it might mean, you know, I think I've shared this story before of the morning I woke up when literally my husband's leaving town for several days and the dog has had an upset stomach 
all over the house the night before and the daughter wakes up sick. Oh. So she's not going to school. The whole day feels derailed, but because it wasn't back to back to back to back to back on my calendar, I was able to adjust, move some things around. No, it wasn't fun, but regroup, you know, without completely going into a tailspin, which is how it would have been several years ago. Yeah, for sure. Same. <laughs> so before we hopped on this, you were sharing with me your alarm system, which I think is brilliant. So I'd love for you to share with everyone how you use the alarms on your phone to help you manage your day. Okay. And I think to backtrack a little bit on that, I map out my week and again, <sighs> I'm not <laughs> speaking into your soul right now, but I, on Sundays and sometimes it's Saturdays and sometimes it's first thing Monday morning, but I make it a priority in my schedule to map out what my week looks like. So yes, I did order I ha or you sent me your top planner for 2020, which I can't wait to dive into, but currently I have this cheap little planner that I bought at, at Walmart. I mean, it's so simple to find a planner that fits what you need and it can be the most basic planner. So mine is a week, a week view. So I will sit down on Sundays and say, okay, what, what are the must do's this week? What are my kids activities? When is my husband working late? When do I need to plan dinner? When do I want to work out? And I'll start to plug things in pen to paper. I've tried this on a computer. I've tried this on a digital calendar. It's just not me. It will look pretty and I will color code it in the calendar, but then time will go by and it just won't look good in the digital version. So I map out my week. I plug some things in. I don't necessarily put times next to them in this initial kind of setup for the week. But what I do is I take it a step further. And every night before I go to bed, I look at my calendar and map out what the day is going to look like. So I know visually people can't see this right now, but I just go to the alarm app, the clock app in your, my cell phone, and I map out what the day is going to look like because there's something to be said for a reminder. When your phone dings, how, much, how many times do we pick it up? We're ready. We're reactive. We got to respond right away. But then when an alarm goes off, it triggers something like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing something right now. I probably was distracted scrolling social media or emptying the dishwasher because that's a must or flipping the laundry. But when you set your alarms, it tells you intentionally what you're supposed to do. So for example, this morning, my alarm went off at 647. I also set weird times. I've just never been a on the hour, on the 15, on the 12. It's so strange, but it's just, it's my thing. So at 647, I woke up and I had to get my kids ready for school. So it's, it's a little notification that says, wake up your smalls. I call my kids my smalls. At 822, it was a reminder, this is your time to go to the gym. At 9.21, I wanted to listen to a podcast. I make sure, I make it a priority every single day, Monday through Friday, to get at least one podcast episode in. I have several that I follow, and I'll just open up my library, pick one, listen to it for the day. And then at 12... Now, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. When you're listening to your podcast, are you doing other things, or is that just like sit-focused listening time? It kind of depends. If the alarm goes off and I happen to be in the car and my Bluetooth is hooked up, I'll just hit play if I'm not already listening to it. I try to make habits of listening to either Audible or something on a podcast regularly, because if I've ever felt in a slump or stuck or not sure what to do next, I mean... There are podcasts on money, relationships, business, mindset, personal development, like anything I could plug into is going to feed my mind the right things. 
So I can be emptying the dishwasher. Yes, I can be doing laundry. Like those are those mindless things that you can easily be listening to something else. And plus it dulls the thoughts in my brain because we're, we're women and, and there's a lot going on in there. So I do a podcast and then it, I reminded myself that we're going to record this today. So I had my alarm set for 2.52 and then at 3.27, my husband comes home from work and we don't have kids tonight. So it said, put your phone away and spend time with your love. And that's just a reminder of I'm done for the day. I've done enough work. And that just happens to be for today. But say it was a Thursday afternoon and my kids were coming home from school, my 327 alarm would say, your babies are home, go enjoy them. And then at two hours would go by and I wouldn't have my phone. That's kind of one of those things that I'm very careful about in protecting the time that I set with my kids or my husband, because living in the world we're in today, it's phones and scrolling and social media. And it can really hinder your relationship with the people that you're sitting near. And I try to be so aware of it. So just blocking that time to put my phone away and the reminder is so helpful. I love that you're doing the alarms for that. That's definitely something I'm going to implement. And I know you and I share that same, you know, really precious pocket of time that I know three o'clock when I pick my daughter up, it's, it's no work time. Now, if it's a day where I'm taking her to an activity where I'm sitting in a waiting room for an hour, well then, yeah, I'm going to listen to a podcast, you know, do something. But I I ask this whenever people share with me that they actually do walk away from their phone for two, two or three hours. Has anyone died or lost a limb because you did not respond to a message immediately. No one's died. And I remember I shared with the people. You were a nurse, so I can really (laughs) say (laughs) Nobody died. But if they did, I would know what to do. But the crazy thing is when I told the people closest to me that this was my plan, because I think the more people you have in on your plan, the more likely you are to implement it. So for example, I told my mom, hey mom, from 3.30 to 6.30 on these days, my phone is going to be, I actually take it a step further and I put it in airplane mode because it's there and I see it and I could easily pick it up because it's a habit. But if it's in airplane mode, nothing's going to distract me. So my mom was so stressed about this. She said, what if I need to get a hold of you? What if I can't find you? I'm like, mom, you know where I live. You know where I am. I will be home with my children. There's My husband is home. If you need him, you can call him because he doesn't necessarily do that when I'm spending time with my kids. But get people in on your plan and nobody's died. It has been the nicest thing, I think, is seeing my kids realize mommy's working really hard, but she's also working hard to prioritize time with us. And I'm in in full transparency. I'm not perfect at this. There are times that maybe I forget to set that alarm or maybe I'm sitting there helping them with homework and I pick up my phone and my daughter will say, mom, this is the two hours with us. Like just a reminder. She's not being a jerk about it. She's not trying to be mean, but again, I got her in on my plan and I tell her, hold me accountable to this because I don't want them when they get phones to be on them 24 seven when that's the only thing they know for me to do. So let's work on that now before we're there. I think that's great. And I've done some similar things. My family kind of knows when my non-working hours are. Well, sometimes there's that weird day where hey, I am expecting a call. And so I'll tell them like, guys, I know this is whatever time, but I have this call coming in. This is why it's important to me. So when my phone rings, if it's them, I am going to step out and take that. And I've at least set the expectation and brought them in on why this is important because I want them to share in, you know, whatever's going on. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to say I just walk away every day for those three hours, but there are things that pop up. But I love that you are communicating with everybody. 
I think a tip that you gave is going to be really helpful for a lot of people. You know, I love the weekly plan. I do tend to set a lot of my time blocks out, but not everything. But I think your approach for people that are new to creating that weekly plan, I think what Jamie just shared could be a really great place to start where at least you're writing down the activities. You're taking the time to set that out at the beginning of the week, but you're reserving that flexibility on, you know, Sunday night to say, I don't know when exactly on Thursday I'm going to do these three things, but I know I want to do them. And so you set the intention, you've prioritized it, but you've given yourself that flexibility to wait until Wednesday to say, okay, now I'm going to schedule the times that I'm going to do that. I think that's an awesome approach when you do have a lot of things that you're juggling. Yeah. You can put in like the must do's, like the must, this, these are the things like, like I'm a coach, I'm a business coach and I have specific times every week that I talk to my clients. So that's, those are the first things that go in there. My kids' activities are the second. Working out is a priority to me because if I'm not in a good mental space, meaning if I haven't moved my body, nobody around me is going to be happy because my energy is so different. So I map out what days of the week am I going to work out. I base it on the schedule. I put them in my calendar, and then I pick the time off that. But just getting something out on paper has been so huge for me that at the at the end of the week, I feel like, wow, I really moved ahead, but it's not by doing more things. It's by being intentional about the things I do. And when I show up, I am supposed to be there. So I give it my all. And I talk to people too, that have multiple businesses. And I was at this point myself where I was running three businesses at the same time in three social media accounts. And I felt, Oh my gosh, how am I going to keep up with all these things? Like how do I have to post for this business and this business? And my mind is just all over the place that I separated it by day you know, this day is only this business. This day is only this business. And then it started to fall into place. And now it's a habit and it's a routine and it's scheduled. It's amazing. It's amazing. I saw you post something the other day. I'm going to put you on the spot and tell you I was going to ask you this, but I loved it. And it has got, my wheels have been going ever since I saw it. I'll probably butcher the quote, but you were asking people, I think it was one of your clients you work with, what is something you're not going to do next year? Is that something you're always thinking about? Like, what can I put on my to don't list, which is something I always love keeping. So I want to hear what are some things you've let go? What's gone on your to don't list? Hey there. If you are feeling overwhelmed, like your calendar is out of control, like you are just running against a race that will never end in terms of your to-do list, I have great news for you. I have just done a complete update on my app. Yes, I have an app in both the App Store and Google Play called The Pink Bee, and it is chock full of small but incredibly powerful trainings to help you get out of overwhelm. It includes my signature Ditch the Overwhelm training, an introduction to my time management framework. It can help get you started on weekly planning, helps you understand the four levels of planning, gives you access to my epic One Notebook Challenge, and some tips and tricks on how to get your phone organized. And all of that is available for you right inside the Pink Bee app. So open up either your app store or Google Play, do a search on the Pink Bee, all one word, download the app. And then to unlock all of that training, it's only $4.99 US. I will see you inside the app. Yeah, I actually, I love that question. And it was 
what is something you've done? And, and this is a good question to think about all the time, but specifically now when we're recording this, it's near the end of 2019. So now that we're kind of in this time blocking, planning for 2020, what are the goals? I can't believe it's 2020. Like, I feel like it was just 2010. That's so crazy to even say to me, but what's something you've done in 2019 that you need to let go to maximize 2020? That's it. Yeah. I told you I'd butcher it. You no, you're, no, it was so good. <laughs> it's all the same, but I just made it sound a little sexier. I think about this all the time. What is something that I've done that I need to let go? Because all the podcasts I'm listening to, the audibles, the books, the the webinars, everything that I'm pouring into my brain is teaching me to be a better leader, mom, business owner, friend, wife, all the things. So what do I need to let go? And for me personally, and I don't share this with a lot of people, I am an Enneagram three, not that I don't share that part, but I, I crave success and I have struggled in my past with the feeling of being enough. And I know that women say this all the time. I'm sure men say this too, but probably nowhere near as much as women do. But I always felt the need to be busy. I need to do more. I need to do more to get ahead. And that's something I am letting go because ever since blocking the time that I have, like I have for the last probably eight months strategically, has really opened my eyes to, I am enough. I'm doing enough. I'm, you know, financially I'm okay. My kids are happy and healthy. I'm in a great new marriage. Everything is kind of rolling on all cylinders. And I don't like the word balance. I know you don't like that word either, but we're, we're just doing things and moving forward and and being intentional. And that's what I want to let go. Cause I know I'm enough. I know I'm doing enough and everything I'm doing is helping me be better, which in turn helps everyone around me. That is so powerful. I love that. You know, I struggle with that. I struggle with not feeling enough and thinking I have, I can do more. I can do better. I can you know, be more successful. I can make this work. And I think it's really important to celebrate what you have done. And that's one of the things I put in the top planner that you'll see is at the end of every week, there's a page that's your weekly success tracker. And the intention is you sit down and write down all the things you did this week, like celebrate instead of just going, what's next, give yourself five minutes and go, holy crap, I, I did a lot and I'm proud of that. And I am enough. I think I'm going to add that on there. I am enough. That's yes. Beautiful. Cause it's so powerful and it's so hard for people. I hear this. That's why I say it's hard, but to sit down and plan it. But I'm like, when I promise you, if you give it a try, you're not going to be perfect at it. Nobody is, but it's going to help you feel better about all aspects of your life because how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if everything feels out of whack, it's, I don't know what I should, I have all these goals, but they're not written down and I'm just so busy. But if you actually just take a breath and sit down and time block, it doesn't have to be six to eight, eight to 10, 10 to 12. It can, it can fit your life, but it can be done no matter what it is you do. And I promise to all our listeners, I did not pay Jamie to say time blocking. I swear <laughs> I didn't. You said it on your own. <laughs> it's a true story. She did not. She did not. And I'm still using my cheap calendar from Walmart and I buy them at Walgreens or CVS or something. I can just map out my week and it is messy. If you saw it, you would be like, what is that? It's like a doctor's writing. It's terrible but it makes sense to me. That's all that matters. It's the first thing I look at. My alarms are set in the morning. So I know when I'm getting up and I know exactly what I'm doing. And I have my calendar in front of me with the things I, I know I need to get done that day. Check it off, go to bed, feel fulfilled. Tomorrow's a new day. And if you suck at time blocking today, try it tomorrow. Yep. Try it the next day. 
just keep trying something until it starts to feel right. Beautiful. What are kind of your favorite podcasts you're jamming on right now? Oh man. I was actually, before we talked, I was listening to Dave Ramsey because I am just obsessed with finances and helping people. A lot of my clients struggle with debt. So I help them get out of debt. I, I like Grant Cardone. He's not somebody for everybody. He's a little rough around the edges. I'm a little partial to our podcast. Jim and I have Jim Larson for those who haven't heard him. I think yeah. And he was on a previous, I interviewed him on a previous episode. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, we have the Focus Initiative podcast. I also love listening to Life Point Church. I'm kind of new in my faith and religion. I don't want to say religion, but I'm new in that journey. And he is a pastor at Life Point Church in Virginia. And the podcast is called Life Point Church. It's just, it's amazing. I find so many of his podcasts and sermons just about the everyday things that we go through in life. So super helpful for business. And I also love, what is another one that I listen to? I love the One Thing podcast. And that's, that's a book written by Gary Keller. And it just helps people narrow down their focus to one thing. Like stop just looking such big picture that you're so overwhelmed, which again brings everything back down to owning your time and blocking your time. What's the one thing you can do today that's going to help you be better tomorrow? That's one of my other favorite podcasts. I love that. I love that you listen. You're like me and same with my music playlist. People look at that. They're like, I don't know. I don't know what the hell she likes. We got a lot going on here, but (laughs) you, it's just constant listening, being open, open to receiving messages on a variety of things. It's not like it always has to be how to be a bit, how to run a better business or be a better coach. Sometimes it's on parenting. I've got some on spirituality, you know, fitness, all of it, all of it. Give me all the things. And if you, if you recommend anything too, I'm totally open to it. If I listen to a podcast and it makes me think of somebody, I will immediately copy and paste it into a text. Say, Hey, thought of you, listen to this. And people have done that to me and I've found some great value. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't even know this existed. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, so cool. Exactly. So you guys are one that I'll say the focus initiative podcast. If you're not subscribing to it right now, go do that. I I look forward to that every single week when it comes out. I'm like, yes, I'm ready for a new one. So I have not missed any of your all's episodes. And I'm going to ask you this because I always do. And people think it's weird, but I love me my shoes. What is your favorite pair of shoes? Oh, my favorite pair of shoes right now. And I live in the desert of Arizona where flip-flop season is all year long. I don't want to rub it in, but I love me some Tory Burch flat flip-flop sandals. Like, oh, it's just my jam. I have seven pairs and they're all different colors. See, you're in flip-flops. I'm in Uggs today. It's so darn cold. So. I love me some Uggs, but when I moved to Arizona, I sold them. They had to go. I wasn't ever going to wear oh. them here. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you. Let everybody know where can they connect with you because you guys, you just need to. You're going to get all these wonderful nuggets all the time if you follow oh, Jamie. I love it. And rock I social I, media. I post my stories all the time with my time block because so many people just struggle with it. And I'm like, it's not that hard. Stop overthinking it. And I post my alarms in my stories all the time. If people are like, oh, that's what you do today. So I don't have to post stories all day because people know what I'm doing. But my Instagram handle is J Susyrn, J S O U C Y R N. I'm on Facebook at Jamie Susie is my name on there. Again, S O U C Y. 
And I think those are probably the best places to connect. And then the Focus Initiative podcast, subscribe to there, send us a review, send me a message. I love hearing people's stories and connecting. So that those are the best places to find me. Awesome. And I'll put all those in the show notes too, if anyone is struggling with names. But if you Focus Initiative podcast, you can't misspell that one and then they'll be able to find your names that way as yes. well. So thank you so much for being on today. It really was a pleasure. This is so fun, Megan. Thanks for asking me to do this. I think I'm obsessed with time blocking and know you didn't pay me to say anything that I said today, <laughs> but you are awesome. I love what you stand for and what you're doing. And you're going to help so many people that just desperately need this. Thanks. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Sumrall, or just open any browser and go to megansumrall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworkliferharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.